Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rufino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that all of you are making it going. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. So, in all of my years in doing this, there's been a lot that's gone down. You know, um, a lot of craziness, um, a lot of top-tier days, a lot of bottom Days, whether it be just LSU in general or if it's just in general, just the beat and the overall thing of being a part of it or whatever you want to call it from a day-in, day-out basis. But I'm here to tell you today that it's of my personal opinion that today even more solidified for me that I know that Brian Kelly's the right dude for the job. Yeah, well, Blake, your defense was ass. Well, Brian Kelly addressed it. And he addressed it pretty handily today at his press conference. Well, Blake, you know, there were some guys that maybe missed some meetings and didn't play. Well, we're going to talk about that too because Brian Kelly gave a, what's the word I'm looking for here, update on Deuce Chestnut and Denver Harris. I'm going to tell you what I think about that. But there's so many different things that Brian Kelly addressed today in reference to LSU. Transfer portal quarterbacks, defensive staff. I I mean, look, man, basically Brian Kelly told you today that staff changes are coming. So I I, I don't know what else to say. I know that there's been a lot of people saying that there won't be, that there will be. Well, Brian Kelly confirmed exactly what you wanted to hear today for some of you, maybe a lot of you, maybe all of you that want to see staff changes. uh, He talked about that. He talked about practice starting on Monday and some of the things that LSU would do, some of the players that they're looking forward to seeing who took a red shirt, guys like Jackson Howard, uh, could he make an impact in this bowl game and what LSU looks like moving forward? So a lot to talk talk about 
in reference to what Brian Kelly mentioned uh, in the opening. That doesn't stop there. Uh, Big portal news today, which could be in regards for LSU, talked about him in cryptic ways last night, saying that LSU would be taking a Louisiana um, wide receiver in the transfer portal. And by the way, for all the Rudy Poos who like to be petty um, and run information, when we come on the show and say that the uh, Louisiana wide receiver is coming on to or coming or going into the transfer portal and likely could come to LSU, and then you reach out to that said player based off of you watching our show, um, yeah, bro, like people have context around this hoe. So when I pick up the eye, Blake, and I make a couple phone calls, you know who you are, and I know that you're watching because you sent a buddy a screenshot of the show uh, from us saying that last night, and then y'all reached out to him. But nevertheless, we'll talk about some of the portal stuff uh, here as well tonight. Rafino's Ranch, something that I think is massive when it comes to NIL. NCAA President Charlie Baker continues to be a Rudy Pooh. We'll touch on that. Um, but listen, some of you will agree with me. Some of you won't agree with me. But I think what they're trying to do with NIL is a complete sham. Uh, they're trying to get Title IX involved, meaning if you pay the same or, or however many players that the institution or the school pays for NIL, you have to pay the same amount of female uh, players. Well, you just pay the entire football team, and you're paying almost, if not every athlete that is a female on campus. So how do you expect them to do that? I don't know. Um, Football players can be paid more than like the women's tennis team, but I I, I don't know how you relatively um, dispute that. Now I'll put it in LSU terms um, here tonight, but we'll, we'll touch touch on that as well. Um, The Broyles award was handed out today. This could have been Rufino's rant uh, in and of itself, but Mike Denbrock did not win the Broyles award and I don't, I don't think that it was a big snub uh, that Phil Parker, the D.C. at Iowa, wind up winning the job. I'm just going to make my case on why I thought Mike Denbrock should have won it and why I don't think it's remotely close and why I think that media people and people in general that vote on these awards are casual football dudes or ladies. Like, guys, I... I, I I saw a couple people today that are still are not in media anymore, haven't been in media all year, but technically still have a Heisman vote. Like, how does that work, man? How does how does that remotely work? I I, I don't I, I just don't understand that. We'll touch on that as well. All SEC honors went out today. Jane Daniels, um, the SEC Player of the Year. Three players on LSU's team on the first team, three on the second team. Jane Daniels, Malik Neighbors, Will Campbell on the first team, and on the second team, Brian Thomas Jr., snub. Uh, offensive lineman, Emory Jones, snub. And Harold Perkins Jr., all three of them were on the second team. So we got a lot to talk about. We'll talk a lot tonight about the Brian Kelly thing or Brian Kelly press conference because I think it's warranted. You want to know about staff changes? Let's talk about it because Brian Kelly confirmed everything that we pretty much had talked about on this show over the last, I'd say, what, guys, 72 hours or even more than that, right? Uh, Maybe 96 hours. So we've talked about a lot. Brian Kelly confirmed a lot of the things that we were talking about. So 
Kamala show a week ago today and said, listen, don't expect anything to happen within a week to 10 days, like no news and the evaluation still ongoing. And I guess we reported it here and it just happened to be so that Brian Kelly reported that. So what do I know? All right. We got a lot to touch on. See a lot of comments being fired off in here. Um, Ryan says over 700 Heisman voters is way too much. That I do agree. That I do agree. LSU Hyper Ninja 9 on YouTube says, I want what's best for LSU in 2024. And if that is an LSU getting a transfer quarterback to compete with Garrett Nussmeyer, do you think that it would be Kyle McCord? No, I think Kyle McCord uh, is going to um, Nebraska. That's where I think he's going. Uh, Robert Richards says, Jordan Gilbert uh, is leaving Texas A&M. We, we talked about him last night on AYSSnetwork.com. Put in a pick for him on where we think he's going. Uh, Kevin Dunn says, best press conference I've ever seen at LSU. I think it's up there. A- and look, solidified to me what I think all of us thought and knew about Brian Kelly um, and why I don't ever worry about this ship getting fixed. He's got a lot of things he's got to do. There's a lot of development that has to go on in this program that I think is going to happen. There's a lot of, and and look, we'll break it all down. We'll break it all down. But a lot of looking in the mirror is going to happen uh, this year for the LSU Tigers. Uh, Danny England Sr. says, Xavion Thomas, yes, the Mississippi State uh, wide receiver has entered his name or will enter his name into the transfer portal Look, he fixes instantly your return game. Like, you have to speculate about guys like Aaron Anderson. You don't speculate Shizite. Uh, not even close when it comes to a guy like Xavion Thomas. Uh, he is one of the most explosive players in the SEC. He's in the portal. He's from Louisiana. You should have gotten him when he uh, was in high school. And now you had the chance to go get him and make your wrongs right. Probably should have got him last year, but Aaron Anderson gets in the portal. You got a lot of wide receivers um, from the high school ranks. So, yeah, I think Xavion Thomas is not only um, – a. you know, I had people asking me, oh, he's not a take. Yes, he's 1,000% a take. Boogie Season says, hashtag ask Blake, have you ever thought about getting into wholesale real estate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is this Tyler Alexander's uh, 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 burner account? He says, I feel like you'd be good at it. You can make up to 25K plus in your first month. Man, uh-uh. that ain't me. That ain't me. You know what you can do, though, uh, boogie season? Now, I don't know if this is a conflict of interest. It might be with Tyler Alexander. You could pay me $25,000 right now. I'll mention your name on the show every single night. Mention it three or four times a night. I'm not getting into real estate. I'll do, you know, it's funny. It's funny you mention that. Me and my wife just met with our financial advisor tonight. <laughs> That's why I was so late posting stuff. And then people jumping. You never know what people's got going on, man. Like, yeah. Justin says, if JD5 wins the Heisman, will he play in the bowl game? I don't think if he wins the Heisman or do, does or doesn't, I don't think – guys, here's the truth. Jaden Daniels has zero business playing in the bowl game. I know you hate that. I, I, I know you hate every given ounce of that. But he, he has no business whatsoever playing in the bowl game. 
No. Uh, Justin says, can we get the troll out of the chat, please? Who's the troll? I don't see a troll. Guys, help me out here. Help me out here. But Boogie asking me again, I'm not leaving Tyler Alexander, dog. It ain't happening. They, uh, they ain't a god dang thing you could do to make me leave Tyler Alexander. Now, no, th- there's nothing. There's nothing. Kendrick says Rocket Sanders has entered the portal. Did he really? Did he just enter? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'll tell you this. I know y'all ain't going to like this. I'd offer him right now. I'd be the first call he got. The first call he got. Look who it is. He says, ouch. Uh, Tyler, I'm not. Tyler, I'm talking about with him. You my man, dog. Come on, man. That put insert foot in mouth. You know I didn't mean it like that. Uh, Adam says, would like him to be the one to throw Malik the pass to break the record if Malik passes uh, plays too. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I don't think he should play. I, I, if he plays, get let him get twenty three yards and let him get the hell up out of there. Let him sit on the sideline. Don't even let him practice. Let him stretch, do some stuff. I, no, no way. Uh, Jamie says, Carrier, Mississippi, is in the house. Do you think Kelly, I, and some, someone on the New Year six uh, teams or playoff teams for D.C. coaches? I do not. Not at the current moment. Not at the current moment. I do not. All right. Let me text Tyler Alexander during the break. Apologize. I, did I get misconstrued? Did I did I say something wrong here? Let's see. Let's text Tyler right here on the show, and we're gonna do talk to text because I can't. I, I don't. My eyes are bad. Hold on. Hey, brother Tyler, you know I love you. Correct? Question mark. Send. All right. Where's everybody watching us from tonight? Are you in the three one eight three one great? Hopefully, the 318 produces some good news for us on Friday. I think that we they will, um, and that would be really massive for LSU. If you're in the 337, we're at in the 337. We already talked about Villeplat last week. Villeplat last week. Are you in the 985-504-225? Stand up where you're watching the show from tonight. Deion Black says, Phil Parker to Baton Rouge. Not happening. Guys, it's not happening. By now, I kind of feel, and, and Dion knows this, that I'm not targeting him. Guys, it, it's not happening. Stuff like, I, I let me let me say this. I, I should never say never, right? Uh, and I shouldn't. But I, I will just tell you, if Phil Parker leaves Iowa for LSU, one, it will take a lot of money, and two, I will, uh, I don't know. I'll make a bet. I'll do something. I, I, I'll do something, but he, and he ain't coming here. He's been offered multi-millions to go elsewhere. 
Ohio State a while a couple years ago when they got Jim Knowles. You know, the the the, the rumor was is that they offered him two and a half million to make him the highest paid coach or assistant DC or just DC in general uh, in the country. He would have been the highest paid assistant in the country. Last year, there were t- people talking about that he would, be, you know, make 2.7 um, and he doesn't leave Iowa. So, look, money's not going to sway him. And I-, I keep saying this, and I-, I said it two weeks ago. I said it during Texas a week. I said it again this week. I don't think that LSU, at, at the current moment, from some things that you hear, now nothing's final. I don't know. Things could easily change. Excuse me. God bless me. Um, I don't think that you're going to go too far to find a D.C. Now, could that change in 35 seconds? 1,000%. But as of right now, I I don't know if it does. So, we'll see. All right. Blaine, don't be trolling. I'd I'd rather shave my entire beard. I'm not doing that. Uh, Clyde says 804 Virginia. Good to have you in here. Um, Krim M says farm girl represent. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jamie says that he's in New Zealand. Got some people all over the place. Uh, Paul Sharp says you could eat your hat. Well, that's what Joe's got to do when, uh, Jaden Daniels is a first round pick. I think, uh, guys, give me in the chat. So, in case you missed it, my co-host on Rafino and Joe uh, Joe DeLeon said in the beginning of the season, if Jane Daniels was a first-round pick, he would eat a hat. What are you – I'm not going to make the guy actually eat a hat. But I'm thinking about getting like a five-pound cake that he has to eat the entire thing on the show. Like, and make him like just totally sick. What do you think I should do? <laughs> I, I I can't say what I, I told him I thought we should do um because it's not appropriate, but uh but yeah. Uh, wouldn't be good. Wouldn't be good. Gidry, the DC from Miami. I don't I don't mind. Um uh Gidry. Uh Shane says F it Blake, make him eat a hat. Maybe. I mean, but I don't want my co host to die. You know, like I don't want to be I don't know the statutes of what constitutes being put away for murder. Murdered? Murdered who? Anyway. All right, we got a lot to discuss. Brian Kelly press conference. What do some things that we heard that Brian Kelly relayed in the press conference? We talk about that next. We got a lot to discuss. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Our good friend and investment partner, Tyler Alexander, over at EXP Realty. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off 
welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back. <laughs> Tyler Alexander said he would slap me in the face if I turned down twenty five thousand. He is correct. Uh, I would slap my fate myself in the face if I turned down twenty five thousand. But if I do anything, it's with our good man Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty, dude. Guys, for real though, in all seriousness, my man is number two in all of Louisiana in real estate like they put articles out here it's like his associate Derek james it's tyler alexander one two and they work they work side by side they're like nook if you buck they are like lebron they're like jordan and pippen so they're like peanut butter and jelly We got a lot to discuss. Brian Kelly. Let's do that again. Brian Kelly was at his press conference today and had a lot of, quite honestly, great things to say. He calmed the fan base down in 30 minutes. He told you what not only was true, but that you needed to hear, you should have heard, and that was all the truth. He didn't pull punches. Now... Brian Kelly has been here for two years. He was hired and announced that he was hired at LSU on November the 30th uh, in 2021. So he's been here for just a little over two years. And in the two years of, uh, of covering Brian Kelly, I have not heard a press conference better than that one. Now, you don't win at press conferences. You do not win games at, the, at press conferences on a mic. You don't. Not in his position probably a little ironic me saying that but we're gonna have to understand what he's trying to build here now we understood it a year ago at this time because you're coming off of playing for the sec championship game you think you're rolling in a direction and look at you're nine and three or nine and four technically and 22 but you've won nine games in the regular season and back-to-back years under brian kelly you know, there are teams like Texas A&M who spend a lot of money. They would pay literally, and they're trying to pay, $78 million to go to just have nine wins. And yet that you're here. Brian Kelly did not shy away from the questions from the media today. And I thought Jeff Duncan, who's not even on the LSU beat, phrased it perfectly when he said, now that is how you – avert and that's how you handle crisis management at the mic because Brian Kelly when asked about his defensive staff said a couple of things number one he says we are here to win championships our defense did not play to the standard that it should be at bottom line they didn't and you and you know it I know it everybody knows it but for a coach 
in the way that he said it, to come out and say it the way that he did, guys, changes are coming. So whatever you heard, whatever your cousin or whatever your source or your third cousin removed that knows a guy at LSU, all the deep sourcing that you have, everything that you heard about there not being changes was a lie. Everything. He would go on to say that, look, we're not making changes at the current moment because guys on staff have responsibilities that they have to achieve before they leave LSU. Well, why would he say they have responsibilities before they leave LSU? Well, which just tells me that they're getting through signing day and then changes will happen. The evaluation process will continue. But here's the truth. Look, we lose sight of this because you hear this thing about Brian Kelly, you hear that thing about Brian Kelly. I still believe him when he says he wants to win a national title. I think he wants to win multiple national titles at LSU. You know it and I know it. That's the only thing missing in his resume and being one of the elite coaches at the tippity-tippity top. He's got to get there. Now, are there some things he's got to change? Number one, yes, it's defensive staff. There are a lot of guys on the defensive staff I really like as a person. But it doesn't change anything. Now, Brian Kelly made a humorous thing today in saying that he fired a defensive coordinator three year, three games into a season, and the guy was in his wedding. He will make changes. you got to believe him. He's not going to let the ship sink because of something that he thinks is invalid and flawed. But he has to be able to knock it out of the park this year with coaching because you got to get guys in here that can recruit because Brian Kelly is the ultimate CEO on field. I think he's a hell of a recruiter. Maybe needs to be more hands-on in some things. But you go out there and get elite talent, like really good talent, which you have the ability of doing. 1,000% have the ability of doing. There's talent out there that you can get from your own state, whatever. Well, Blake, what about NIL? Guys, there's money being spent at LSU through NIL. We'll talk about Charlie Baker here at the end of the show. You got to have guys that can develop. Recruiting does not matter if you can't develop. It doesn't. Because, we, guys, the truth is you are in the top five in the country in blue chip ratio. You should be a top five team. It, there's no bones about that. You being one of the teams that has more prospect talent than anybody else, we did not develop at a high rate. Now, I need to bring something up because I think it's long overdue. Because we've talked about staff. Well, the staff's going to get changed. Well, let's talk a little bit about personnel. I've heard from a lot of you saying on guys like Denver Harris, Deuce Chestnut, five and four-star guys, Blake, let them play. So what? They're a little late to the meeting. Guys, I got to tell you something. That's BS. That's 1,000% BS. What it takes to be great is doing things that nobody else will do. If you want to be elite, if you want to be great, you show up on time. I know you don't want to hear that. I know that you do not want to hear 
about showing up on time and guys being benched. But at some point, these young men, not boys, young men have to grow up. Greatness costs your livelihood sometimes. What do I mean? If you want to be great at something, like every one of us does every day, you've got to take away time from your family. You've got to take time away from your friends, your hobbies, things that you want to do. You've got to take time away from that to be great. That's the culture that has to be and must be established at LSU. Because let me tell you something. Let's look at the teams in the, in the playoff right now. You ready for them? Alabama, what do they have? Do you think guys are late and all, uh, not on time for Nick Saban? No. Or they're not going to play. Number two, do you think guys are late around Michigan? Harbaugh is a lot of things. A stickler for the rules that he sets, yeah, it's not happening. I can promise you the same is going on with Washington. And maybe there's a little lax things going on at Texas with Sark, but they're a really disciplined football team that wants to be elite, that wants to be great. Georgia, who's also not in the playoff, is exactly the same way. You don't change your philosophy and rules because your defense sucks. Oh, I guess I'll just let him come late for meetings. Bullshit. When you start doing stuff like that, Orgeron happens. Because O was letting guys be late for meetings all the live long day because he didn't give a shit. I know that you heard it. I heard it. Your Meemaw heard it. Everybody heard it. Greatness takes time out of your day. That maybe you can't go to lunch with your buddies. You know who probably that everybody on that team should have seen that happened to it's number five spending his own money during the weekends flying out to california with bryce young them meeting up with each other getting in a car a rent a car going and meeting cj stroud in la so that they could work out together greatness takes peyton manning never talked about hey man i'm just i'm out here working all the time you heard it from other people about the greatness and what they do. That also goes for staff. The offensive staff's doing it. And that's where our shakeup's going to be. Now, to wrap up on the staff and, and some of the personnel stuff, and that's not a shot at Denver Harris. That's not a shot at Deuce Chestnut. But if you want to be great, you got to make sacrifices. You got to say, hey, little buddy, if you have a kid, if you're like for you that are listening to this, you got to sacrifice things. Last thing on the staff. I think they're going to go out and get recruiters. I, I think they're going to go out and get guys that can bring bodies in here that can play. There are guys that are currently in the transfer portal that are from Louisiana that have gone other, to other SEC schools that can play. Maybe not all SEC schools, but some of them. You got to get D linemen. They're going to get them. You got to get corners and safeties. Well, there's two in the portal right now that I feel pretty good that you can lean on and go get. One from the SEC. Do other players get into the portal? They got a 30-day window just to enter. Are there guys 
from Louisiana that you have no idea that may enter the portal that you can go and get? Yes, yes, and yes. Because you got to replace pretty much your entire secondary. You've got some guys there can play. I think JV and Toviano can play. I think Sage Ryan is going to return. I think Sage Ryan has gotten better and has been not too bad at the boundary. When you add portal talent to experience, great things happen. You know how I know? It happened in 2022 when you won the West. You had some bumps in the road, sure. But you have an entire offensive line that pretty much is going to be returning. You don't have the two top receivers, but you have dogs in that room possibly you're going to go get another one that not only can catch the football and didn't have an offensive system that fit him and Xavion Thomas, let's go get him. Let's go get him. I don't think you're as far off as you think that you are. What do I mean? I don't think LSU, even though that this year was so bad and things were bad defensively, I don't think from a talent standpoint, you're as off as you think that you are. Well, Blake, the D-line was really bad. The linebackers were bad. I get it. But historically, when you start building the way that they are building and gain guys, a lot of these a lot of these dudes next year are gonna be the, the core of their team is gonna be juniors and sophomores. The core of it. But they're gonna have a lot of seniors that's returning too. You're adding in a lot of freshmen. Guys, you're closer to the 85 scholarship limit than you've ever had. You're probably gonna see guys hit the portal. That you're like, man, I didn't think that he'd hit the portal. Only because, look, you're at the 85 scholarship limit. Now you got to coach him up. Now you got to develop him. Because if you don't, then we have issues. I think that they will. I 1,000% will. Now, I'm going to say this too. Because Brian Kelly said that he thinks that of the players that can return, 10 of the 11 on defense are going to return. And people said exactly what Brian Kelly mentioned in his press conference well if those guys are returning that means that your defense is going to be any good next year that's not historically true history in college football tells us that when players continue to gain experience and continue to play games historically they get better and if there's any team in the sec that can say that and it and you know it to be true guys lsu is that place it 1,000% it, it is that place. You've seen guys like Burrow do it. You've seen Jane Daniels do it. Blake, those are quarterbacks. What about Damone Clark? What about Rashard Lawrence? What about Patrick Queen, Jacob Phillips? You've seen guys. What about Brandon Taylor, who's been on this show? You've seen guys develop. Sometimes you've got to give them time to game experience and, and get more mature in, into what they need to do. Does it suck? Was it a down year? Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, you're not going to like me saying this. I've said it before. If the outright down floor, meaning the worst that you can do, which I don't think you can get much worse under Brian Kelly than what you are. Now, can you? Sure. Did Brian Kelly have a 4-8 and eight season? Sure. That had a lot of other things to do with that were out of his control. If 9-3 and three is your floor, I can't wait to see what the ceiling is. Because I think that they're managing and, and doing things at floor level. 
I don't think that they have taken that next step. Even though offensively they have, defensively they stayed stagnant and didn't do anything. They didn't develop. You got to get new blood in there. You got to be able to look these guys in the face and say, hey, man, yeah, you won the West last year, but you don't have that Rocky Three movie, Eye of the Tiger. The offense did. Defense, guys, I'm going to tell you, look at any show that we did during the quote-unquote offseason, the non-playing portion of the year. What did I come out here and do and say? Wrote article on top of article on top of article the entire summer. You can go over to AYSSnetwork.com and read it for yourself. I went back and checked it today just for reference. June the 3rd. Hearing things about going early summer about what is going on with LSU. Hearing the offense is hitting it on all strides. This is a quote from me. Hitting it on all strides while the defense continues to struggle. July 17th, day after my birthday. Defense continues to struggle. I don't know if there's anybody in the country that can guard Malik Neighbors. Wonder how that played out. Last line in there. Today, I put $100 on Jane Daniels to win the Heisman. Because if it is remotely close to what anything that I'm hearing, he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Sometimes when somebody tells you who they are, you got to believe them. And I do think that this staff believes that this defense is going to get turned around pretty quickly because of things that they're going to do in the portal and because of things that they're going to do on staff. I tend to agree. It's not all Brian Kelly said. He was asked about a transfer, uh, transfer portal quarterback, and was he lit up about this question. Uh, when asked about it, he says, we will be transparent with telling Nussmeyer and the guys what we will do moving forward. Hmm. Just Nussmeyer? Who are the guys? Guys, we literally talked about this with Carter. We talked about this on, uh, and before Carter came on last night. What was asked, Blake, do you think that they're taking a transfer portal quarterback? 1,000%. I don't know. I have no idea who it is. None. Action, uh, actions speak louder than words. If they weren't taking a portal quarterback, why are they talking to him? Why are they talking to him? I'll tell you why. Because I think in the building, they don't know if Ricky's ready. And that's no, that, there's not a problem with that. I think Ricky Collins is going to be a damn good quarterback in two years. I think that if he sits through another year, learns, develops, gets stronger, you go into his red-shirted sophomore year, yeah, I think he'll be I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be ready to go. But you're an injury away. And, and regardless if you weren't an injury away. Guys, if you if you stumble around and get yourself into the 12 team playoff, guys, you got to go 9 and 3 again because here's the truth too. You can't let happen to Florida State be a stumbling block for you. One thing that we're not talking about, Florida State just got hosed. Okay? 
in not getting in the playoff, even though I think the committee did the right thing by putting in Alabama. I hate saying it. I'm wearing an LSU shirt. I'm not a Bama fan. I hate Alabama. Still think that they got it right. I digress. But, guys, if this year, which it should have been this year, by the way, meaning the playoff was supposed to be this year, and then the ACC, the Big 12, the Big 10, and the Pac-12 all came up with the alliance. You remember the alliance? They all formed together to not expand the playoff because they wanted more a revenue share and they wanted more seats at the table or whatever it was. Remember the Alliance crumbled playoffs should have been this year. If anybody, if anybody has to complain about something, Florida state should be complaining to the ACC because the ACC was the lead led the charge on not having the expanded playoff until next year. I say all that to say this, the expanded 12 team playoff Obviously starts a year ago, but if it were this year and LSU were number 13, you and I would have to have a serious conversation about why we got left out and why a team that you beat in Missouri is above you. Well, Blake, you can't really complain with three losses. The shit I can't. You have the ability next year to do something. You don't have to be perfect. I think that you can build yourself into a team that can get into the 12-team playoff next year. I know a lot of you say, Blake, there's no way this team's not going to – they're going to be 8-4. and four. Okay. But in a real year, in a true year, you probably only got to be 10-2, and 9-3. Be exactly what you've been the last two years. You can get in there. And I'm going to tell you, no matter what happens, when you get in the playoff in football, crazy shit usually happens. Because could you see a scenario where number 10 LSU plays, oh, I don't know. Let's look it up. Number six or number seven, Ohio State. Guys, you're going to win that game. (laughs) I I promise you, you're going to beat them. You're a better team than them. The future is bright. You might you don't have to be an undefeated team to get in the playoff anymore. And that's just the truth. Last thing that Brian Kelly said. Um, oh, I thought this was funny. Before we get to your comments, I thought this was pretty funny. Uh, Cokie Riley of the Daily Advertiser asked him about the transfer portal. And Brian Kelly rattled off the exact number of players that were currently in the transfer portal. He did that on purpose. Someone even, I'm not accusing Koki of doing this, but he was prepared for that answer. He's (laughs) reciting the exact number. I think, what was it? 1,182, whatever it was that have entered the portal since Monday, since yesterday. He recited the number and said, at least that was what the number was at 11 PM last night. So basically what he was saying was, Hey, I know that I got to get dudes in here. I'm looking to see if there's guys that can play that are in the portal right now. He would also say that, see, I am not on this at all. It's a direct quote. He says, I don't follow it. I just do it as a hobby. It's bullshit. 
he knows that he's got to get better, better in areas. I think it's the best press conference we've ever had. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but it's where I sit. All right. Michael Moore says, make him drink a gallon of milk. Talking about Joe instead of eating a hat. Okay. With a $199 super chat. The gallon challenge. Isn't that what it's called? The gallon challenge. Let's get to a couple of your comments. Uh, Bayou Bingo says, Blake, LSU is not paying Coach Kelly to go 9-3 and three every year. Um, True. But it's not your money, number one, Bayou. It's not your money. So I, 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 I get what you're saying. You're not paying that. Now, if you're part of TAF, maybe you pay a small part of it, you're not paying it. I don't um, I don't disagree with you, though, that they have to be better. I'm not saying that 9-3 is acceptable. It's not acceptable. If you're mis- in, uh, what's the word? misconstruing my words, you, I don't want you to go 9-3. I'm just telling you the God's honest truth that, guys, if you're going 9-3 again next year, you're, me and you are having a pretty pissed-off conversation, are probably in agreement, but we're both pissed off about why LSU's not ahead of Missouri. Missouri played Tennessee Tech, uh, Rudy Poo Tech, Rudy Poo State, Blue Mountain Valley State. They played outside of Kansas State. They played ass cheeks in their non-conference. They didn't test themselves. They played Memphis. 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 All right? And St. Louis. Brandon Ray says, we'll see if Missouri can have this type of season going forward. Well, we'll see. But it doesn't matter. It's not. Yeah. Jerome says, LSU is one win away from being in the top 12. I mean, they're one win away. I mean, they're a top 50 defense away from being in the playoff. I only run tall stop says, FSU earned the right to get their ass whooped. <laughs> Just like most teams in the playoff. Yeah. David says, can we get Cam Ward? No, I think Cam Ward's going to Ohio State. Blake Morgan says, what do you think about KJ Jefferson? I don't... Uh, um... I think K.J. Jefferson is a good player. I don't think that K.J. I don't think that K.J. would be good enough for to lead you where you want to go next year. I don't think that K.J. Jefferson is better than Garrett Nussmeyer, quite honestly. I, I, I think it's a drop-off from what LSU – in reference to the fit of what LSU wants to do and can do in the passing game, I think it's a drop-off. Guys, KJ's been hurt every single year. Missed multiple games mo- most years. Guys, he's had multiple – like, he could have gone on the Jane Daniels path. He chose not to. Not to say that he can't go somewhere else and kill it, but at, w- at what point do you look at him and say, hey, man, it, it might just not be clicking for you? Um. So, yeah. 
D. Smith says Walter Nolan. Um, Walter Nolan's not coming here. Uh, Brandon Hollingsworth says shit. If they just had last year's defense, they're probably in the playoff. Oh, if they're if they had last year's defense, they're definitely in the playoff. See, here's what people forget, and and why you know you're like fire steeples. Well, number one, steeples isn't calling the scheme. Um, and, and to be real with you, I know a lot of you don't like Kerry Cooks. The scheme and what, in my opinion, of what Matt House wants to run makes Kerry Cooks' job probably the hardest of all defensive coaches. Because he's having to... I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm not out on Kerry Cooks yet. I think Kerry Cooks is doing all right. Now, they got to get better. But if you bring in a guy like Corey Raymond, Corey Raymond does not fit the style of what Matt House wants to do, nor do I think that he fits the style of what Bob Diaco wants to do. And look, we we might have a conversation one day about Bob Diaco as your next DC. I, I don't know. But I don't think what, you know, you got to bring guys that can come in here and, and coach the system that you want because not a lot of things are going to change. And look, during the season, I was begging for BK to free guys like Mason Smith. Guys, you're just letting him contain and not truly rush the passer on third down. That's horseshit. That's horseshit. Like, that's a Madhouse special. That's a Madhouse special. It's not going to work. you got to let him get out. If your quarterback breaks contain and is fast enough and athletic enough to do it, well, put a goddamn spy on him. Uh, Brambo says Mizzou beat Kane State. They did. But, that guys, that's their only test. LSU played the ACC champion and the SEC champion. And a 10-2 old Miss. And look, truth be told, you probably should have just been Ole Miss. Better. But Ole Miss's defense is better than yours. Ole Miss. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, saw some questions in here about Bob Diaco. Look, I don't, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I I, I just think that um, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring in Bob Diaco or bring Bob or elevate Bob Diaco, then there are a lot of questions that you're gonna have to answer. That I think Brian Kelly will. He knows what Brian Kelly wants to run. And, guys, here's the truth. I know that he had bad stops elsewhere, but you know what? Here's another truth. So did Corey Raymond. And you could say, well, Corey Raymond was on bad teams. So was Bob Diaco. Guys, he was in charge of trying to turn around UConn, Nebraska, Purdue. So you can't say that Corey gets the benefit of the doubt, but that Bob Diaco doesn't. Just telling you the truth. 
if BK has a system that he wants to run and there's a guy out there that can run it flawlessly, okay. But if it doesn't go the way that it pl you plan, okay. I think you got to come up off some of that money. I, I think you got to go get the best. I, I Look, I, I think LSU has done a fantastic job in some of the things that they're doing in NIL. Look, man. You got to get better. You got to get more on it to on some things, not nil related, but you got to go out there and recruit your goddamn ass off. You can't, you can't just let dudes like Sherman Wilson and Frank Wilson and Bobby and Cortez guys. You're all guys. I have no problems with what LSU's done offensively. I don't have a problem with anything LSU's done with all, offensive recruiting, because here's the truth. Harlan Berry commits in a couple of weeks or a week, 10 days, whatever it is, if not a little bit longer. Bryce Underwood commits. We did the Corey Moore commitment. There's a chance that you're going to get the number one wide receiver in 2025. You're going to get Bryce Underwood, the number one player in the country, the number one quarterback. And there's a really good chance that you can get Harlan Berry, James Simon. What they're doing on offense, you can't tell me that you're, Mr. Blake, we're buying an NIL. Well, what the frick are you talking about when the offense is dominating and recruiting? Just because it didn't happen in 2024 doesn't – look what they're doing in 25 when these coaches have been able to build relationships with players that they're recruiting. Some of these coaches are playing behind the eight ball. What do I mean? Bo Davis has been talking. Elijah Robinson has been talking to Dominic McKinley since he was a freshman at A&M, at Texas. Jimmy Lindsey or who John Jancic or Brian Kelly coming in doesn't change that completely. You got to pick it up defensively. That's why I'm saying if you're going to elevate Bob Diaco, the guys around Bob Diaco got to be look, cover your ears, cover your kids' ears. They got to be motherfuckers. They got to be motherfuckers. They got to go out there and recruit. That's just the truth. You can't rely on one man or two men to do everybody's job, it cannot happen. That's why they're getting their asses gone bacone. By the way, did um, any of y'all have bacon pie for Thanksgiving? Anybody have bacon pie for Thanksgiving? I didn't get any. I didn't get any. All right, Krim has back-to-back -back questions. Blake, why say all year that you have two quarterbacks that can win a national title then once Jaden leaves, you hit the portal for a QB because the QB transfer portal has nothing to do with a guy or a person coming in to start over Garrett Nussmeyer. It has everything to do with depth. Again, think about it like this. Think if by whatever chance of the imagination, you are a 10-2 and two team next year and um, you're, you're potentially wanting to be, you're on the fringe, or let's just say 9-3. and three. And you're on the fringe of being a top 11 team. And Garrett Nosmeyer goes down like Jordan Travis. Knock on wood, don't want that happening. You got to have somebody that has a little bit of experience, that's coming here to be developed, possibly will sit a year. Like, it, there's guys out there that will sit a year to get developed and then be the guy going forward. But you got to add depth there. Because if Florida State didn't – Florida State should have told everybody in the country – Take as many quarterbacks as you can. Especially ones that have experience. 
So I, I think Gary Nussmeyer, unless something changes or he gets beat out, Nuss is going to be your guy. I'm not. I'm not. Brandon, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, Brandon, I'm sorry, bud. I, I, I don't know who this guy is, but I've given him every fucking chance. Sorry, bud. Uh, Jason Brumfield says, you're a sprained ankle away from Ricky Collins and Colin Hurley, and that can't happen. Robert Richards said, I had Waffle House on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. MJ Morris, yeah, we'll see. All right. We got a couple more things we got to talk about. Mike Denbrock got snubbed. Not that bad, though. All SEC honors. Rafino's rants. We'll do that next. Let's pay some bills around this thing, though. Got to pay the bills. So it's the first of the month, and it's Christmas time. Let's pay these bills. Let's talk about good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. Don't go anywhere. Back next. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowl and Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive through is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Cause you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. The Brawls Award was issued today to the top assistant coach in the country. And well, I will admit that there were um, a lot of great candidates. Can't deny that. Not going to deny that. Phil Parker, who was one of them, the defensive coordinator at Iowa, won the Bros Award. Now, a lot of people came out and said, well, their offense sucked. Yeah, they did. So did LSU's defense. 
Because the way that I look at it, Mike Denbrock should have won the award. Want to know why? He had the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. He had the number one total offense in the country, 547.8 yards per game. He had the number one scoring offense in the country, 46.5 points. He had the number one fourth passing offense in the country, 334 yards a game. The number seventh rushing offense in the country, 213.5 yards per game. Oh, and by the way, they were the best team on third down, which the number one thing you could say about third down is it is a coaching down because that is where the money and the magic happens. Look, man, I'm going to say this because I do think that 2019 rivals what you did, or 2023, excuse me, rivals what you did in 2019. I I think that Mike Denbrock is one of the best coordinators you've ever had here. And I was hoping that he won this award so it would symbolize that. Look, man, Mike Denbrock not only is a great coach in reference to coaching tight ends, he knows everything and can coach every position group if he wants to. I mean, like, literally. I say all that to say he recruits well, he calls good games. I just, I'm a Mike Denbrock homer, dude. Like, 1,000%. A Mike Denbrock homer. Don't think he was completely snubbed. I think Phil Parker's a great DC. But this man, okay, literally, yeah, I know that Jaden had a lot of it, but look at the progression from Brian Thomas, Malik Neighbors, this offensive line, the running game. Guys, everything got better. And he's got to be rewarded for that. I can make the argument, and most of you that would agree, Jane Daniels put in a lot of work. But if you ever talk to Jane Daniels, the number one thing he would say is that the consistency, the help, and the growth by Joe Sloan one and Mike Denbrock elevated him to a place that he didn't know completely if he could go. He said that. Like, that's almost a direct quote from here. I'm paraphrasing a little bit in reference to how he just said, look, they, you know, they helped me in, in this area, this area, this year. I just wrapped it up in one little bow. Um, and by the way, of the 11 players that were on Mike Denbrock's offense, three of them were first team all SEC. One player was the all, the player of the year in the SEC, Jane Daniels. The second team was Brian Thomas. And Emory Jones, so five, half, or just a little bit less than half of your entire offense is a first and second team all-conference. They dominated, dude. And I'm going to be real with you. Some of you are going to think I'm crazy. Garrett Dellinger got snubbed. Dellinger was one of the best guards in the SEC. Like, if you want to come over to the studio one day and we break it down and you look at other guards compared to Garrett Dellinger, Garrett Dellinger kicked some ass this year. Outright proverbial ass. I guess for whatever reason, they did not think that he had made the second team, but you should have three offensive linemen on either one of those lists. If he would have made the first team, would not, would not, have surprised me when I owed him. Did you know the left side of your entire offensive line gave up one sack all year? 
Garrett Dellinger, Alabama. Will Campbell didn't give up one. So, I think you know where the, the other ones came from. <laughs> it's a little bit of indictment. But the SEC team, Jane Daniels is your winner. Malik Neighbors, first team. Will Campbell, first team. Brian Thomas, first team. Emory Jones, second. I mean, excuse me. Brian Thomas, second team. Emory Jones, second team. And Harold Perkins, second team. So, yeah. All right, let me wrap it up with this because I don't know if you saw this. But I just wanted to touch on it so ever so briefly. So there's a lot going on in the NIL game. And Charlie Baker, the NCAA president, came out today and said that due to Title IX, teams have to put an approximate amount of money in a trust fund and how you equally distribute. If, if the school is paying for NIL, everybody has to get it. That's a legislation that he's trying to pass because of Title IX that he wants everybody to be paid equal. Now, the way that he explained equal is not necessarily the definition of equal, but this is what he said. If 100 players get paid, 100 female athletes need to be paid. Okay. Title IX, I'm with you. Is what it is if the school's paying it and it goes based off of scale. Sure. Okay. But let me just ask a very simple question. If the football team generates $90 million a year that you can spend the money off of, shouldn't the football team get that? Because it's the football team that is generating the money for all the other sports. Every other sport at LSU, not named men's basketball, baseball, and men's basketball might be in the red. But in, in men, women's basketball might be in the green, but you get what I'm saying. Either one of those, even if you have four of them, it doesn't change. Every other sport at LSU is in the red. And what football does generates and provides money for everything else. It provides money for baseball, which, by the way, takes a big chunk, and that's why LSU baseball, you spend the money that you do, and it makes a profit that it does because there's a lot of money spent there. Same with the basketball, or same with women's basketball and men's basketball. I am not saying that Title IX should not be applied here. What I'm saying is, as someone who's been in law 12 years of my life, what I would say is, bottom line, it's not going to work like it's not. They're not going to side with him on that. I would be shocked if they did. Maybe there's some backdoor political moves that he does. But if a, if a school is in the red, they're already providing more than that person should be paid. It's also called a, tuition, or a scholarship check for most of them. Some of them don't get it. But one entity, really three entities, are providing all the money for the rest. One big entity provides the money for everything else. How is that fair to the football players that, hey, if you get paid, so should they. So everything that goes on on the football field, if those, if the university pays those football players, that female athletes should be paid. I want female athletes to be paid. Now, I know what some of our lady viewers are saying. Blake, you're a hypocrite and you're an asshole. Let me flip it on you for a minute. Went back 
and LSU Women's Basketball's directory, and there were three team-wide NIL deals for the basketball team. Do the men get paid off of what the women are bringing in in NIL? If Angel Reese dictates more money than the men and the reverse, the roles are reversed, then what? What if a donor wants to give a million dollars in NIL money to women's basketball? Well, half of that, 50% of that, is going to have to go to the football team or all the other male athletes on on. LSU's campus, I should say. But 50 of them are going to be on the football team, I promise you, because they got 85 of them right now. All I'm saying is, is it's a very risky business and why you try to combine all of sport into one big pot and entity is a very, 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 very dangerous game. You know what they should do? Let me tell you what they should do. I think it's pretty simple, to be real with you. I think that the NCAA and the federal government should say one thing and one thing only. Everybody can have NIL deals. There's no cap. But you have to go through federal regulation and submit the NIL deal before it's approved. And it could take up to a month. It could take up to six months. Whatever but then you're all on an equal playing field. What you're, what you should not do is if one school makes more money, if LSU makes more money than Southeastern, which they do by a long shot. And by the way, Southeastern to your administration, I haven't forgot about your Rudy Pootness. You know who I'm talking to. I think it's an extremely dangerous game when you're saying, well, LSU makes all of this money and we need to limit them because LSU and Southeastern are, are separating even more. That's the point. You shouldn't be able to dictate what Southeastern should do. And you know what? Southeastern needs to go out there and be better. Their, their athletic department, I'm going to be honest with you, is below average. It's subpar. It's below average. They're not doing shit. They have no idea what they're doing up there. So, it is what it is. They'll get mad at me at that. I'll get my credential pulled. But you know what I got to say? I don't care. All right. Danny Girl says, the personal risk of some sports is greater than others. Not all created equal, so women's golf deserves some of the money that the football players risk to provide. Make it make sense. Let me read this again. It's not all created equal. Some women's golf team deserves some of the money that the football players risk to provide makes, make it make sense. I thought you, I I read it like Danny, I read it as you saying that the golf team makes money and that the football players got it. I'm like, wait, what? When did that happen? (laughs) I agree with her. It makes zero sense. I I don't understand how. But by the way, Danny, and to your point, 
it's already happening, right? Like women's tennis is provided strictly based off of the money that LSU is on. Now, I'm going to tell you a deep, dirty little secret. You ready? Here's the truth. You ready? No team or, or, or sport at LSU is in the red. Let me explain. Women's tennis, men's tennis, when they got to go and pay for something, they don't go into debt to do it. They give an annual, get an annual budget, sure. But Scott Woodward does not make them get in the red. When they pay a bill, it gets paid. It's accounting is what they're doing. They go through everything that they've spent, okay, and what they made. And they take a loss off of that because of ta- for tax purposes. LSU Athletics is not in the red on anything. Everything that they pay for is in the black because football provides it. So when you see all this shit in the red, when you say, oh, LSU women's basketball lost a million dollars this year, that's complete and utter horseshit. They didn't generate enough money Okay, to get maybe their expenses to their expenses. But it doesn't really matter when LSU football is making that much money. By the way, just throwing this out there, okay, for like for women's basketball. If Kim wants to go to five-star hotels, I could care less. But if somebody wants to provide NIL and the school wants to provide NIL, why should the football team take a pay cut, which what it would be, so that every other player can get paid off of what they do. I don't pay my money for season tickets or you pay your money for season tickets or anybody pays their money for season tickets. We, we're paying for football. We're not paying for women's golf. All right. Yeah, Olivia Dunn's making more money than, you know, on old tycoons. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.